Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Word of God. The Word of God is God's Word to us, so if we want to know God and follow Christ, we had better look at God's Word, because He's given it for us, to us, so that we can know Him and know how to follow Him. We are working our way through 2 John, and this is episode 50. Today we're looking at 2 John, verses 4 and 5. John says, I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth, in keeping with the command we have received from the Father. So now I ask you, dear lady, not as if I were writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. John is addressing this letter to the elect lady and her children. And as we discussed last time, we believe that the the elect lady is a congregation. It's a church. So the elect lady and her children are the people of the church. Now he's referring to some of the children. He says, I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth. Well, some questions come to mind. How did he know this? We, we don't know how far away this church is from Ephesus. Obviously, at some distance, if John's sending a letter versus just visiting. So, obviously, John has either run into some people from this church, or he has heard reports about this church. So, he's been given a report. He, he knows something, and now he's sending a letter to this church, and he says, I'm very glad to find some of your children walking in truth. Now, some of your children, does that mean that some of the children are not walking in truth? Or does that just mean that he's only heard about some, and he's referring to the ones he's heard about? I think it's the latter, because this is a positive uh, tone to it. It's not negative. It's saying, well, some of you are doing well, some of you are doing bad. But he's saying, I've heard some good things. So I think the idea of some of your children walking in the truth means it's the ones he's heard about. He's, he's been given a specific report about some of the people, or he's run into some of the people, and, and that's who he's referring to. And, and what he has heard is that they are walking in truth. If we look back at verses 1 through 3, we looked through last time, he talked a lot about the truth. He says, I love you in the truth, and so does everybody else who knows the truth, and the truth that remains in us will be with us forever, and we've received grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son in truth and love. So he's already made a a lot of comments about truth. Truth is a big thing to him. And walking in truth, this is, uh, well, it's made him very glad. I'm very glad to hear some of your children walking in truth. Walking in truth, what is that? Well, truth is what we believe, but it also plays out in how we live. Back in 1 John, we we saw the theme that if you say you're following Christ, but you're not really following Christ, then you're not a Christ follower. What we do, how we live, has to match up with what we say and what we believe. So truth isn't just something we believe, it's lived out in life. So walking in truth would be living a life that matches what we say we believe. That's a pretty great accommodation to be told that the way you live matches what you say you believe. So this is a very positive statement made to to this church that the people he's either heard about or he has met 
the way they live matches with what they say they believe. And that is in keeping with the command we receive from the Father, the command to walk in the truth. Now, there's not a real specific command that we can find that says, Thou shalt walk in the truth. But we saw that kind of language in 1 John a lot about walking in the light, believing correctly, believing the truth, walking in love. We saw that kind of language in 1 John, and I think he's just referring to that as a the general principle of God has told us to walk in the truth, and, and you are. So, well done. Now, verse 5, since they're already walking in the truth, he, he now says, So now I ask you, dear lady, not as if I were writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now, as we said last time, dear lady is a congregation. You, the church I'm speaking to, since you're already, many of you are walking in the truth, I'm going to add this new command. And the new command is not really a new command. We've had it from the beginning, and specifically that we love one another. We've seen this in the Gospel of John at the Last Supper when Jesus in John 13, 34 says, I give you a new command to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you must love one another. And he added, all people will know that you're my followers because you love one another. So loving one another goes way back uh, to the direct commands of Jesus. Jesus specifically said, I give you a new command. He, he talked about this in First John, this new command that's not really new. It's been around from the beginning, but the command to love one another. We saw from the themes of First John, his theme of believing and loving one another, to believe correctly, that is, believe specifically correctly about Jesus, who Jesus is, that Jesus really is the Christ. And here he's making that, uh, that this dual theme of love and truth. You must believe the truth, walk in the truth, but you must also love one another. This is the first command he actually gives in this letter. Now, it's a short letter. It's only 13 verses. But in it, he gives three commands. And this is the first one. Love one another. So, obviously, this is one of the big takeaways from this brief letter. To love one another. Themes are love and truth with the first command to love one another. So, what's it look like to love one another? Well, we have to get past our own issues, get past our own problems, get past our own personalities, and really care about each other. Pray for each other. Pray for one another. Help one another. Seek the best for one another. Try to help everyone grow in their relationship with God. That's what it looks like to love one another. Be quick to forgive, slow to anger. Always look into for reconciliation, look into how to bring about reconciliation between others, looking for unity. These are the marks of, of loving one another. Too often in our own selfishness, we, we look to avoid people that are problematic. And there's always going to be problematic people. We are often problematic people. Uh, everybody's a problem at, at one point or another because we're 
we're people. We, we sin, we get selfish, we are, are thoughtless. And, and the challenge for us is can we get beyond those things to truly love one another? And as Jesus said, when we do that, the world sees it and recognizes that there's something different about the way these people interact with each other. So walk in truth and love one another. That's the big takeaway from today. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue to work through 2 John.